0: Golden Deer Productions, Golden Deer, oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Enter, just, you forgot to enter.
1: Whoa, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast, and this, it's not really a GDP minute, but I have been advised to start giving calls to actions on these podcasts, and I honestly kind of feel like I'm talking like I'm drunk right now because these are the first words that I've uttered since waking up. It's 5.55 a.m. in Culver City, California. It's the day after recording the podcast with my compiled thoughts, and I just forgot to record the opener, so just wanted to bang this out. Guys, don't even share the podcast with a friend. Please subscribe. I've never asked that, but I'm really chasing numbers right now. If you guys go look at our TikToks, our Instagram reels, we're putting up big numbers and essentially for the past four years, I've stocked down every single guest, gone on the hunt, showed up at their houses, emails, phone calls to get guests on the show. But now we need the guests to come to us. So know what that means we got to make the brand attractive, baby. And how are we going to do that? we got to put numbers on the board. It's actually important out here, having followers. So I'm pouring a lot of time into that. I'm really trying to come through with great, great video content for you guys right now. I'm editing all the clips myself. I'm getting hilarious guests on the show. And if you guys like what I'm doing, you know what I'm about. You know I'm just trying to make bigger projects. You know I'm trying to come up. Please, please subscribe leave a review on Apple Podcasts, you know the deal. With that being said, man, so wait, let me just get that down. So subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating on your podcast apps, Spotify app. Actually, follow me on TikTok and Instagram would actually be super helpful. TikTok's at Big Bochy. Instagram, you know, is at Golden Deer Productions. But I have my boy, Mike, compiled thoughts on the podcast. If you guys know thoughts, you know the podcast and vice versa. This is his fourth time on the show. He's a hilarious human being. Great dude. Rambles a lot, as do I. So this might not be incredibly linear, but he is now out here in Los Angeles making some of the best music I've ever heard. He played me some of his unreleased stuff after the episode, and I was like, oh my God. This dude's the chosen one. Anyway, he talked a lot about women, why he wants to be successful. We did a little genius breakdown on some of his lyrics. And we're just out here attacking, man. Want to come up, baby? I'm so glad for the foundation I had in Boston the last four years because I would be so lost out here if I didn't have it. But let's fucking get it, bro. Brother. I love. All right, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
0: Golden Deer Productions. Golden De- Oh, oh, wait. Was that not it? Hey, enter Just, you forgot to enter.
1: Okay, okay. Kyle, we're pumped to have you.
0: Okay.
1: And my name is Connor Hallway, and I have run over 310 episodes of this thing at this point, I think. Okay. Every but day there day. are a few individuals who I've run more than one episode with, less who I've run more than two with, less than I've run more than three with, but this is someone I've run now four with. <laughs> and it's, it's I, was, I, I was having this conversation with John, too, because he came up recently, and I was like, it's the good thing about these episodes is like they can serve as a document in time. Mm-hmm. Like in like five, 10 years, you're gonna be able to look back on this and be like, damn, like that's where I was kind of at mentally, spiritually, career wise at that point in time. And so to my right, I have an incredible artist and a good friend of mine. My compiled thoughts. Ah,
0: uh, so sweet. Yeah. What's up?
1: <laughs> now, before we move on, can you give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Um,
0: my name is my compiled thoughts. Um, I've known Khan for like it feels it feels for a fucking minute, bro. Since since he started his like fitness journey and podcast and everything, we met at like Phoenix Studios way back when, under the guise of John Scott, amazing engineer, artist, creative. He's super cool, and like yeah, I make I make music. I like to call consider myself um the modern day philosopher. You know what I mean? That's that's genuinely like my running title as of now when did you adopt that since it's been like like it's been for like forever that's the reason why that's the reason why i call myself my compiled thoughts like the reason why i started my musical journey was literally just because i wanted to i literally want to be the guy that was able to walk barefoot in the middle of like the park and not have people like think i was dumb crazy because <laughs> like think about it like artists like singers musicians while well most some musicians are like the modern day they're like the poets of the century, you know. What I mean, mm-hmm. the the Socrates, the ones that go, "Yo, if a tree falls in the forest, da, da da da." You know, what I mean, they're the thinkers of our generation. Now, I had never heard you dub
1: it that though, the modern day mm-hmm. philosopher. I just thought you had adopted that name initially because you had scattered
0: thoughts. Well, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like it's like my compiled thoughts, like as a way for me to compile my thoughts. But like, I also I've always wanted to like think. I've always wanted to write. I've always wanted to like be present with myself. I would
1: say, if anyone I know personally, you lean into the artist persona mm-hmm. more than anyone I know.
0: Oh shit! <laughs> but, and I think
1: I think you've leaned into it more over time. I kind of feel oh. like you become more confident in your delivery over time. You feel facts, that way?
0: Facts, absolutely. Like when you said when you said persona, I was like, oh shoot, whoa. But like at this <laughs> at this point, I wouldn't necessarily. Say it's like it's a persona. Like I've more so leaned into myself. Like you said, like. I've definitely adopted, like, more of who I am and just accepted that I am very scattered, I'm very everywhere, and I am very me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really, I really, I'm really trying to fall more in love with myself, you know? Do you think, I'm wondering this, I'm wondering if people just reach a
1: certain age where they, like, actually fully accept themselves. you think Mm -hmm. that's happened with you? Like, like, you're just... You are who you are at this point. I mean,
0: yeah. Cause like, you
1: used to beat yourself up a lot.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I used to. Yo, you used to watch. Me. <laughs> I used to be this every single day. I used to be so upset. trying to find the balance. try to find myself. Yeah, I feel like at this point, I've I've just stopped caring more so and just accepting the fact that I I'm a like you used to use. I feel like you. I don't know. I feel like you used to unintentionally tell me this. But you used to always be like, You're a great guy. <laughs> you're a great guy you're and like an amazing young man. You're an amazing young man. And like like I used to I feel like I feel like when I was younger, like I wasn't always hearing that. But like as I as, as as more people start interacting with me and like especially having people like you that would come in and be like, You're great. Like thank you so much for just being you. Like it's helped me really fall in love with what I offer, which is just um me, you feel me? Like I don't need to do too much because I used to feel like I used to do a lot. Especially like when talking. You're still talking. doing a lot. Absolutely. Well, well, a lot, but like a lot more so like in search of validation. Like I do I do the extra geeky like. <laughs> yeah. I do the extra over talk. I do a I do thing when, when I'm super manic where I'm just like, oh my God, please accept me. Please love me. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I also think like, I think you get to a certain age as a dude where you're like, yo, this has bothered me forever this honestly might never change. Let Mm -hmm. me just accept it. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, like I know my goals at this point, no matter what, who it might alienate in my life and who like, I might stop talking to because of them. Mm -hmm. I always know my goals will be the most important thing. And Mm -hmm. like, I used to kill myself over that being like, dude, like Mm -hmm. this is really fucking up a lot of relationships. But like at this point, it is what it is, brother. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> the Nordic man. Yeah, Alpha. Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lead. So what is? So what does that usually look like in terms of you? Like. How does that usually materialize for you? What well, you I, I came out now? here to hit my goals, right? Yeah, other than your goals, So though, I have no...
1: I didn't come out here with
0: any friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, All my friends are still at home. I mean, yeah, but you, you came out here, you had a pocket. Like, it wasn't like you came out here and you didn't have John or, like, were able to be like, yo, I got you. I'm moving out here. You had people you already knew. For sure. Mm-hmm.
1: But... What I mean is, no matter what relationship I have with someone, whether it's a mm-hmm. friendship, it's a shorty, some shit, mm-hmm. my goals are always gonna be the first thing on the top of my mind. Mm. Do you find that like I, sometimes I, alienating though? Absolutely. Mm. Like I, I used to. I think feel, I'm sure. Do you think your career is being alienating for you? I mean,
0: honestly, I've really the pandemic... actually let me start to cut you off.
1: <laughs> no, because you use your career to meet women. Well,
0: like, I think that's the only reason I'm you do Mr. music <laughs> at some point, though. Like so, I, when I feel like I feel like I definitely. To be real with you, like, it was never... It's never really just to meet women with me. It never really was. I love women. Don't get me wrong. That They're, like, the catalyst to a lot of what I do. You know what I mean? Like, the feminine is something that I'm always interested in. I feel like from a very young age, I just loved... I just loved women. You feel me? Like, I just love being able to stare at the fucking girls as they talk and chatter. Talk shit about each other. Not talk shit about each other. So, like, they're, like, the... They're, like, the fuel for me. But, like... But I was getting that, so what I, yeah, I don't really, yeah, I don't think, I don't think women are specifically like.
1: <laughs> you, you have a unique confidence with women. Mm. You always have. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I love sure. women. No, it's tough for dudes to be 100% themselves with girls right away. Mm. Like, you do that off rip. Yeah. You're not even acting. <laughs> you can't.
0: They they see right through the acting, you know what I mean? It's do like, they? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't know. They have like I don't know how to explain it, but women have like a sixth sense when it comes to themselves. They know exactly what you're there for. They know everything. Like as much as as much as women like to say we just don't know. Nah, they know exactly. They know what happens when you guys go to movie. They know what happens when you guys go out for food. They'll present themselves a certain way. They know exactly how to move. And I feel like a lot of guys forget that women are like they see everything. They know. They know who's being creepy. They know who is creepy. Some of them decide to, like, ignore that part of themselves that actually speaks to that. But, yeah. What I've noticed recently, Mm -hmm. because I've
1: been dating a little bit. (laughs) Oh.
0: It's quite the city for that. Oh, wow. I'm
1: noticing women can really, easily tell if a dude's uncomfortable.
0: Oh, bro. Even if a dude's, like, really trying to hold
1: back and act like they're Mm
0: -hmm. not. You feel that way? Absolutely, women, women, you have to remember, compared to men, women have been socialized since, like, the age of, like, 12. Like, the moment that they were able to, like, really see boys as being boys and whatnot, which is pretty early for most most women, you know what I mean? They're, they're the first ones to go through puberty around, like, I want to say they usually start puberty around 9 to, like, 12 years old. So, like, that's usually when a woman is, like, there with it. So, like, they've just been socialized and oscillate There's, like, a lot of men. Men are very much, like, huh, po, 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 so, yeah. Women, women just way more social than men, so it makes sense. Like they're into body language, they're into the way your eyes look. They, they it even goes down to what you wear. You know what I mean? A lot of women really hone in on that, yeah. how you smile.
1: Now, since we last ran an episode, mm-hmm. how many times have you got your heart
0: broken? Fifty <laughs> uh, six. I mean, you guys got to get this dude on Twitter. Like, I just, <laughs> I God. Yeah, I want to say I just um I recently got out of um a two year relationship. Which was really eye opening for me. That was my first actual like two year relationship ever, and mm-hmm. like it was very much like toxic. Shorty, Shorty was not. <laughs> I didn't realize how how bad Shorty was for me, and so like I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, yo, girls are scary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 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 your your heart could, your heart, your mind, your entire being could be ripped apart by someone that you trust, and especially as a guy, like I feel like. Men, men aren't always men. I wouldn't say men. Men sometimes mix vulnerability up with honesty. You know what I mean? There's a difference. What do you mean? Like there's a difference between being vulnerable. Like I feel like a lot of times women, women, and just people in general be like, you gotta be vulnerable in a relationship. Like nah, you gotta be honest. But being vulnerable as a man could literally have your heart shattered into a million pieces with no way to like come back from that darkness. Cause like. We don't really like as far as men goes, we don't really have women pursuing us. Not all of us necessarily have women pursuing us. And I mean, and it's it's very interesting when you see that dynamic, because it's like if you don't have a lot of women pursuing us, you take what you can. So I like to say that men, whenever they date someone, they usually date someone that they can. Whoever presents themselves and like if it's two people that present themselves, they usually say, yo, this is who I this is who I can date versus women where it's like I, the woman goes, I'm just gonna let the universe take care of everything. And they're sitting back. They have like five dudes approach them. And from the flock of five dudes, they're able to be like, oh, this is who I like. This is the best one for me and perf- and literally have their best choice. But as far as like heartbreak, like that wasn't necessarily the biggest heartbreak for me because like I definitely have been in like a crap ton of <laughs> relationships where I'm just like, love me, love me, love me and i that's
1: always been the theme with you though yeah you
0: just want to be loved yeah (laughs) i have a whole song about wanting to be loved (laughs) you got a whole album about it yeah literally a whole album i have that's like my running theme you know like i feel like that's that's my that's my thing i just genuinely want to be loved i want people to to see me for who not for who i am because at the end of the day i don't feel like anybody knows exactly who they are but like i want people to appreciate Appreciate what I am, you know what I mean? Or what I'm trying to be, if that makes any sense.
1: Do you think your pursuit of people, of you wanting people to love you and appreciate Mm -hmm. you can sometimes be overshadowed if someone actually does love and appreciate you because you're always searching for more?
0: I mean, I feel like... I feel like maybe maybe when I was younger, definitely, definitely could have been like, oh, shoot, bro, like, why is it that this person doesn't see me the way I want to? And always aiming to, like, grasp another person's attention. But, like, I think what I've what I've been falling into recently and, like, what someone said to me recently that really materialized into words was um, fall in love with what she loves you. You know what I mean? So, like, that applies to women, careers, like, sounds, like, everything. If they don't love you back, people... If they don't love you, if they don't appreciate what you have to offer, there's no point of you guys being together. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no point because naturally you guys just won't be together. But it's like it's like for example, me and you, we love each other. No matter what I mean, I, you know what I mean? As as boys, obviously. But like you love me enough to be like, yo, I could still talk to you. I could still bring you up onto my podcast every time I level up. You know what I mean? That's genuine love. You know what I mean? You don't
1: have to level up to come on here, man.
0: I mean, yeah, I just but do it. no, no. I'm talking about love. I'm talking about the level up. When, when every every time, like every time you do something great, like you're just like, yo, thoughts, bro. I have this person. I want to connect you with her. Yo, ba da da da. It's always you love me enough to do that for me, and that's big hearts. You feel me? Like Jenny, that means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's what I mean. Unity I love <laughs> respect. I bro, I am not bro. I always sound so fucking positive on these podcasts, bro. Like why? It's not my fault. I'm not doing this intentionally. I this is not I'm so sorry. I really, I really am I I don't know, but I just be chatting, bro. I was talking to someone yesterday about about how fucking happy my music sounds, but how dark it is. <laughs> well, I I think it's because you have a, an angelic voice, so the mm. delivery comes off that way. Yeah, but it's but also, I think anyone who listens to the lyrics can tell there's like a lot of depth and darkness yeah, to it. You know what I mean? But it's like it's like I always I feel like even when I talk, it's like like if you if you just listen to like the last like ten minutes of me talking, like oh my god, this guy's just so happy and so peaceful and shit. But I'm mad sad all the time. <laughs> I feel like that's something that I've, I've always had to like emphasize to like make myself feel more like. Feel more humane or more relatable. Well, it's because you're extroverted. Yeah. Well, ambiverted. I wouldn't just say I'm extroverted. I'm able to. I'm. I've worked a long and hard time to like, actually, be better at communicating. Actually, get better at expressing my thoughts and, not letting social anxiety kill the hell out of me. You know, feel me? Because I think you do a
1: really good job engaging people. No. <laughs> I don't think anyone who knows you is gonna be like that. Dude's a dickhead.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's because I'm... <laughs> Maybe you're a shorty, but I don't want to get into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, I, feel like, I feel like what it is, it's because I'm conscious, you know what I mean? I'm mindful of how... how the way I talk, how the way I move, how, how much power I have, you know what I mean? To affect people. So it's like, when you're conscious of that, it's only... It's either it's your responsibility to pick it up or destroy it, you know what I mean? I feel like that's where people hit on their plane. It's like... I, my plan very much says for me to like consistently be aware of how I talk to people, show a good amount of respect, also I also do my best to be kind and also communicate as much as I can. You know what I'm saying. Rewinding real
1: quick. Mm-hmm. So. Again, we ran an episode, what, two years ago, two and, mm-hmm. and a half years ago. Yeah, pandemic. <laughs> Pre, it was pre-pandemic. Yeah. It was in November 2019, and Yeah, right before I came to LA. And yeah, you were time. in the big puffy jacket yeah. in the freezing studio. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I had said, like, where, where are you trying to be at in six months? You're like, all right, I'm definitely going to LA. So what was the first year like for you out here?
0: Um, So it's funny because that, that, you sent me that and I was like, dang, I really did end up going to LA after that. But I ended up coming back, going back to Boston for the pandemic, because genuinely, like, I started. I want to say, 2019 December, I started getting really weird vibes and really weird, like, social media waves about like a virus and like how bad it could be and how catastrophic it would be. So, like, the first, I want to say, the first, like, I stayed here for like eight months, from like November of 2019 to like March of 2020.
1: You're in the valley, right?
0: Yeah, I was up in the valley with my whole band. It was beautiful. It was literally like some movie shit. I'm talking like. I ended up meeting this, my my two year relationship during that period. Like right before I came to LA, I met her. She ended up flying all the way over here, staying with me for like a week, flying back and then flying out and then flying back over here. So it was really dope. And like, we were making like the best music that I have ever made. Like I want to say artistically, that was like the first level that I've, of growth that I actually saw. I like remember, I remember like my friend um Seyru ended up flying out here and staying with me for like a, a week or two. And like I just remember being on Malahan Drive, Mal Malahin. I don't know how to pronounce that. Mal-mal- Wait, Mal-ol- try it again. Malolin, Malol, Malolol. <laughs> I can never pronounce that. Give, Give it, it an it. honest effort. Malahin, Malahind, Mahaland. Moholland, Moholland, Mulholland. Yeah. Mal-ah-ind. Mal-ah-ind. I I I'm, I'm Haitian, bro. <laughs> Get out of here, bro. But I remember we were we were on that on that weird canyon. And, like, I just remember, like, I, I looked at her and we were just staring at the, at like, the whole valley and everything and just staring at, like, LA. I just remember I just balled up and I was just crying my eyes out because I was like, I've always wanted to be here. Just doing exactly what the hell I'm doing. I was working at a smoothie shop. Bro, it was like the best period of my life, bro. Like, what was working at that smoothie shop like? It was so vibrant, bro. Like I it was good cuz like the the man the owner used to complain at me all the time, but I regret ever quitting that job. That's my if I had one regret for like the last 3 years, it would be quitting my smoothie shop job. I was getting free food, free smoothies, bro. Like I'm telling you, I'd go home not do groceries cuz I'm like full off of smoothies. And like, legitimately, meet the most beautiful like woman at this smoothie shop while I play freeform jazz. And if you guys know anything about freeform jazz, I'm talking about like, like, like you ever. Sounds intimidating. Um, What's what's a cartoon that had like really. It's like cartoon sounds. I don't know if it's Ed and Eddie that does freeform jazz a lot, but like, you know what? Cat ever... dog. Yeah, cat dog, cat dog, cat dog, cat dog. He'll cat dog, like the theme, like, like, cat dog has like lots of moments where freeform jazz is very in the mix. So like, I remember my big, my funniest experience at that smoothie shop was like playing freeform jazz, which is super chaotic. Cause like, it's the one thing that would help me focus and not lose my mind. It sounds like people are smashing like 15 different like pots and pans together the entire way through. But it's just, I don't know why I love it. And I remember there was this customer that came in and just like pressed, turned off my speaker. And I remember I paused, I looked at him, I said, bro, you don't like my freeform jazz? <laughs> I had the hair and everything. I was like, bro, why would you do that? He was like, I don't know, man. It's really early, man. I, I don't know how you're able to hear this. I'm like, it's jazz. It's complex. You don't understand it. You can't understand the free form jazz. And so you turned it back on. Absolutely, bro. And then I remember the owner was like, your music's always too loud in here when I'm not here. But it was great. Cause like, I can't, if you know me, I can't take direction from anyone like you tell me a bro i'm gonna do a but my way so a my way usually looks like d you feel me (laughs) and so no (laughs) like hello pros with authority bro what let me ask you a question
1: given that you're a smoothie connoisseur Mm -hmm. and a an ex vegan, a
0: current vegan still? Current absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I can never I forget I forget what my my what I named my my goat in the first episode, but my my pet goat forever, I will forever remember you, love. Shout out to that goat. Yo, shout out to my goat. <laughs> but real quick.
1: As a smoothie connoisseur,
0: current vegan, what makes a good smoothie? Oh bro, honestly, I wanna say it's the fruit. Like <laughs> his face <laughs> is it? <laughs> does that mean a dick? This like what makes a good smoothie. Honestly, it's it's the fruit. I want to say it's the fruit and the, the the amount of like ice to like like ice and whatever liquid content you're using. Cause like what most people don't realize is like a, sm- a perfect smoothie like has a good amount of sugar but not added sugar. You know what I mean? And you get the added that sugar fructose. Exactly. You know what I mean? Fruit toast. <laughs> Fruit toast. You know yeah, what, what are saying? you using for the liquid? Um it oat milk? So, yeah, um depends depends. Almond milk, oat milk, or like water. You know what I mean? Water make water makes a pretty good smoothie too. <laughs> it sounds it sounds bad, but it's like That's you get garbage. the ice. It's like it's like you put the ice in and you just mix it and it becomes like this like I don't know, just delectable. I love it. But yeah, like I, I love I wanna open a smoothie shop in the next like ten ish years. I wanna open a restaurant. I going to do all these things, time, time willing. But I remember, I remember what I was trying to tell you because you asked me earlier, do I feel like my career comes in, is is still the most important or whatever? And then you said that I fell in love with women. But like, to be honest with you, when I, when I say the reason why I say like it's always sort of dangerous falling falling in love so much with the goals because goals aren't I what I realized during the pandemic is that as hard as I want to go for my music and as hard as I want to go for my goals, they're not people. You could replace a goal tomorrow, but a person is always a person that's actually in your life, that's able to support you is irreplaceable. That's like the common factor throughout human history that we as Americans I feel forget. You know what I mean? We forget that it's not about how much money we have. It's not about how much food we have. It's not about all these resources we gain, but how big our community is and how, how consolidated in our community we are. Because, but a way to build your community is make money. I mean, yeah, right? make money, but at the same time, I don't know if you've noticed how bad. <laughs> the dollar bill is not real, bro. Like, we sent $40 billion to Ukraine. I'm going to be honest. While we're in the middle of a recession, I don't know if anybody else is aware, but the dollar bill is worth a thousand times less than it did in 1990, which was only like 20 years ago. That money is bull, and I'm I to swear. I can swear, right? That's fine, man. Bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> like, literally. I'm not following why it's bullshit. It's bullshit because it doesn't, like, literally at this point, we've re- we've removed past the gold standard. Our money is no longer necessarily physical anymore. We're on this digital currency base, which is like, literally the government could wake up tomorrow, the Federal Reserve, and literally be like, I want to print out $50 billion. You All right, let me mean? ask you a question. If I had $10 million mm-hmm. right now in my hand, I gave it to you, you're taking it absolutely <laughs> but doesn't mean that doesn't take away from what i'm trying to say which is that like in the next 20 to like 15 years like our dollar is not going to be worth a single penny like we're gonna we're literally in the point like you remember are you aware of what happened during the great depression where people were burning currency burning dollars it's like it's like we have obviously money is a thing but what i'm trying to remind people what i'm trying to say and i could only say this because like I'm very I'm very good. I'm very happy. Like, I'm not anti-capitalist. I can't really say I'm anti-capitalist. But I am very aware that, like, this dollar bill that everybody is chasing does not have any value. Because realistically, you're, if, let's say, tomorrow, Korea or some whatever fucking nukes America, or we get another pandemic, what the hell is your dollar bill going to do to feed you? <laughs> you can have $10 million, my guy, but if you can't find no food, what you going to do? How are you going to defend yourself, but it's the currency mm-hmm. that allows us to produce the food. But fund. what is currency? It, and currency does not allow you to produce It's food. stored energy. No, it's not. That's one, that's <laughs> no, it's not. At. Your hands are stored energy. Currency is literally a piece of paper. You cannot, you cannot see and tell me right now if literally if a zombie outbreak happened you had $10 million in your bank account, not even in physical form, because $10 million you can't even necessarily store. You're literally good. No, you have to be to know how to use your hands. You have to be to know how to hunt. You have to be to know how to rob. You have to be to know how to steal. How to how to protect yourself. Like these are all factors that people overlook because they think that they have 10 million dollars and they're set for life. You're not set for life. Your 10 million dollars is not security. Your monetary values, whatever you attach your name, is literally like, especially if it's a dollar bill, is the worst way. To even say you're secured, bro. People used to think Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies was a good way to fucking have security, financial security. Financial security don't exist, especially if there's no actual physical drawback to what your currency is.
1: Let me tell you what I Mm -hmm. think about money Mm -hmm. and why right now I would love to have a million dollars and why I chase money. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I'm starting to do more.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. One, because it creates opportunities for people. Okay. hmm I could form a great team with other driven people and get awesome stuff done with money. Mm-hmm. It's a tool. Next, dude, for a dude like you and myself mm-hmm. with crazy ADHD and often lots of ideas, it's a
0: way to accelerate your ideas. Three, it's a huge band aid in case you fuck up. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is like I'm not disagreeing with any of these saying. Like, like literally in the world that we live in right now. Like, if you had a million to two million dollars, life would be very good. You know what I mean? You'd be able to do whatever the hell you want. I'm also, I'm, what I'm trying to, like, open your eyes to also trying to communicate is this idea that the dollar bill, due to the rate of inflation and due to the way the world is right now. Gas is about to be seven dollars in, like, a month and a half. Like, like as much money as you think you have, as much as, much as you feel like your dollar, your value is, like, yes, you could create a team. But like, I'm basically also identifying the fact that just because you could have a billion dollars, but if you do not have any skills, if you don't have a way to, if you don't have the ability to communicate, if you don't have the, the 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 drive to consistently say, I'm going to be consistent, the amount of money you have does not mean a single thing. You know what I mean? It's just paper at the end of the day, because you're not going to be able to feed yourself, you're not going to be able to do anything for yourself. And that's what I'm trying to, you get, you get what I'm trying to say? So,
1: trying to extrapolate mm-hmm. from what you're saying here, you think people should like train how to hunt and fight and rob
0: even he, base basically I, i'm made more so saying that we have as a people we have to remember that like money is not the end all be all money should not be the end all be all because as great as you say a million dollars is to build a team you could build a team you could obviously buy get a bunch of mercenaries but what's the difference between the reason the, <laughs> the reason why i say mercenaries because <laughs> like you know you know mercenaries like you literally hire mercenaries just to fight your battles, and whoever pays them the most money are usually the ones that like they have the loyalty to. Loyalty is unbuyable. You can't buy loyalty as much as you want to say. You could, you could, you could pay, lo- you could pay for loyalty, but you can't buy it. So you, the person that give a million dollars to tomorrow could turn around and be like, "Fuck you." Someone else give me two million dollars, so fuck you. You know what I mean? That loyalty is a skill that is is a thing that you cannot buy. You get what I'm saying? And so it's like no matter like like it's like it's like the rich kid that like tries to buy friends. <laughs> Those aren't his friends. Those are people that just are around him just to be around him. They're short term friends. No, they're not friends. They're fake. They're not. They're not fake either. They're not. Just not. They're just not friends. They're like acquaintances. They're like they're like, they're like parasites. In a sense. If you if I you a I think parasites is a good word for it. Yeah, parasites. I mean, it's a like, parasitic relationship. It's exactly. One person
1: benefits and one person
0: exactly decreases declines nice. Sorry, that. parasites care, could always could sometimes be um, well, so you want, you want
1: yeah you want your relationships to be symbiotic what if it's yeah. there are three types of relationships it's parasitic symbiotic what's the third one
0: um shit i don't i don't know <laughs> anyway <laughs> but, back to his money back to his money point <laughs> yeah. let me tell you another good thing about money yeah.
1: what i'm learning mm-hmm. as a creative person um it's really hard I wouldn't say it's really hard. It's harder for creative people to set goals because you're like, I want to create an amazing body of mm-hmm. work. There's no real metrics to that. Mm-hmm. Dudes who have money goals, they're like, Yo, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year, mm-hmm. and that's a, a real clear, achievable goal for people. I, I think mean, that's a, a positive. But a
0: hundred k is nothing. <laughs> I'm not saying it's like a, a. I know, but like, but like the reason why I say there's an issue with that is because when you hit a hundred k, look at it, and the hundred k is gonna be spent in like a year, not even like it's not. I'm trying to say like like even even as a creative I feel like a, a for me personally like obviously I can't I, I don't know who am I? I don't know shit. Like what do I know about fucking any of this shit? But you feel a lot of feelings. Yeah, but I feel I feel personally for me I feel like it'd be more powerful You say if you say as a creative the way you measure it is like I want to I want to be able to like have a thousand people reach out to me tell me I've helped them change. In a certain way, whether that be positive or negative. But money can do that. No. With money, you could amplify your message. You could, Yeah, you could amplify the reach of your message, but you can't amplify your message. Yeah, you Just need me them. yeah but yeah. then you use it as a tool. Bro, if I make a shitty song, I could put, I could, there's, you know how many shitty songs have been out there put a million dollars behind them and have still been shitty songs even with a million dollars behind them? You know what I mean? You could put, you, you could dress up a pig in the most extravagant outfit. But a pig's still going to be a smelly-ass fucking shit-eating pig. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's <laughs> You know what I mean? That's, do you, you understand my analogy? I get what you're saying. The product's got to be good first. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't matter how you dress it up, though. You can could, you could make a song that sounds absolutely phenomenal, but the song is shit. It's a shit song. What I'm trying to say is and money could amplify, since it has value, it, it, since, it, since people value the dollar bill, it could amplify what you're doing, but it can't make what you're doing better. You know what I'm saying? I also disagree with that. Dude, imagine if you
1: are, let's say you want to become a better basketball player. Mm-hmm. You can hire a dietitian mm-hmm. who can guide you, give you knowledge on a proper diet. You can hire a, a shooting coach. Mm-hmm. You can go to all the best basketball camps. That's what money can do for you. Yeah, that but... someone without money doesn't have access to it. I also understand what you're saying mm-hmm. is there are such things as intangible skills like discipline, discipline grit, drive. Mm-hmm. Those are self-developed. Mm-hmm. and again are intangible you need those types of things
0: mm-hmm. to proceed but like what's succeeding the, but how do you develop a skill though because you said you could hire someone but what i if i'm trying to go to nba and i don't necessarily need to hire someone for me to be good for me to be better at basketball it would definitely help the process help speed up the process like for me like
1: all the greats have, have had coaches and mentors i
0: mean yeah everybody's had coaches and mentors but not not everybody people have been inspired you know, what I mean, I want to say the job of a good coach and the job of a good mentor is to inspire, not necessarily to teach. You can't really teach someone how to be proficient in some shit. You could teach someone the very basic, like, surmountable skills. You could teach, like, you could teach a baby how to walk, but you can't teach a baby. You can't necessarily teach them how to walk with like confidence, how to do all that. You can't teach someone. You can't teach charisma. You can't really teach all these things. But like, what you can do, these are all skills that you could learn. You could, you, you could learn. I want to say what I'm trying to get at is like. You could obviously hire someone to do it, but like no one's gonna teach you how to. No one could really teach you how to dribble a basketball. They could show you, they could do all of this, but no one could really get in the back of your head and be like, "This is how you dribble basketball the right way." Dot 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 dot. They could give you the techniques, they could do everything, but to acquire that actual skill, you need to be able to put in that time, that effort, which is which is basically which money can't buy. Real quick, yeah. You've been out here mm-hmm.
1: pursuing becoming a bigger artist. Yeah. Obviously, you've been working odd jobs, making money here, making money there. Haven't there been times on this grind where you're like, wow, I would be able to focus a lot more on my music if I had consistent income?
0: I mean... I, I I have. Like, when I was younger, I definitely... I'm not even that old. I keep on saying when I was younger, but a few years ago... Well, honestly, I saw some shit on Twitter. You said you were, like, 45 or some crazy. Yeah. Shit. yeah, I'm 45 years no old, one, guys. No, no one really has any idea how old he is. I swear to God. But like, he could be 40. We have no idea. But what I want to say... And he won't say, tell anyone how old he is. Yo, let it be enigmatic. It's supposed to be a mystery. But what I want to say is, like... As far as far as it goes, like I I feel like as an artist, like those are I want more of those odd jobs. I, I, I love it. Like I'm looking I wanna work at a smoothie shop again because it brought me so much joy. I remember when I was younger, like I literally worked at this fucking this great ass deli shop right? And I used to be a dishwasher. It sounds mad, bare, bonus shit. But I used to really just be in the back, just singing my songs as I wash my dishes. I was like, I love washing dishes. The next year, I went out and got like a bigger dishwasher job at a restaurant. I was like, oh my God, they're paying me like $10 an hour now. Oh my God, it's so lit. And I just remember, it was the worst job in my life, bro. Because like, even though there were more people, it was just way more fast paced, way less this, way less that. But like, I, I never, I don't feel like that took away from like, my joy as an artist or took away from my music. Because I, I, I very much have, like, evolved to a point where it's, like, music isn't necessarily, like, um, a fucking... How do you say it when it's, like, you need to do a multiple... A tech, music is no longer feels like a technical skill that I have to put in an insurmountable of hours into to make anymore. I feel like I'm a little bit above proficient in just about everything when it comes to music. But you don't want to get complacent either. Yeah, you don't... But, the, yeah, I don't want to get complacent, but, like, I'm at the point now where, like, the skill the actual skill is being able to take what's what's been given to me in front of me and turn that into a beautiful piece that either helps enlighten or helps make someone feel a certain way
1: i want to segue real quick as you say that so i want to do a little like genius segment Mm -hmm. real quick because i was trying to dissect some of your lyrics (laughs) on the the three most recent songs
0: okay now on the
1: song midnight cookout oh shit. So the song's called Midnight Cookout. You say, all we want to do is grill and melanate in the sun. So is this cookout in Antarctica?
0: <laughs> all we want to do is grill. Da, 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 da. So basically the reason why I said that line, I wanted to make it super, I wanted to make it black. You feel me? Like the black cookout, y'all, y'all have heard about the black cookout. You know, what I mean, it's very like lovey dovey. It's like it's very much like it's hella black. And so, like melanating. When I said that, it was also it was like obviously it's like oh my god, how you melanating? Are you are you getting rays from the sun in the middle of the night? No, but it's more so it was supposed to be. <laughs> but it was supposed to be like it's like a disco line. It's like it's like when I say I'm melanating, I'm melanating, I'm being very black. I'm ve- being very in it right now. I'm being no, I think soulful. you can do that,
1: but it's just, you it's, to be... there's no sun. <laughs> there's no sun. yeah.
0: But like, like I'm basically, I'm, it's a metaphor to say I'm melanated. I'm being I'm being very soulful at this moment. Because the song, I said I called it Midnight Cookout to give it like a dark aura. It's supposed to be a dark song. Because at the end of that segment, I could literally go, grandpa's having a stroke. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, grandpa's having a fucking stroke in the cookout. That's super dark if you really think about it. It's like, where the hell does this story go from? You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, it adds that edge to it because, like, the second line. Let me know, let me just ask you
1: real quick. Yeah. After you recorded the song, mm-hmm. did you th- second think the lyric, or that? Absolutely. Or no, or was this that was calculated?
0: Absolutely everything, everything.
1: <laughs> like I know, let, I know. Let me let me just give you a reference real quick. Uh-huh. So in my film. There's a scene. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Apple Cinema?
0: I have. I saw, I saw, I saw, I want to say like the first 30 minutes where okay, So part. You... Okay, so
1: you're familiar with this yeah. part. So essentially, there's a scene where two characters run out of the theater mm-hmm. and they and choke they on the smoke.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And so anyway, there's a scene <laughs> later where two more characters are on top on of the, the roof, roof.
0: Which made no sense. You and Dimitri, I remember. Wh- <laughs> right? It was Where, where
1: everyone... Is up there where myself and the other character are up there playing golf, and so at the end, was it you went to in my book? It was, it was, it was me yeah. and y tried. Yeah. So my, I, I was, co- hold, I was hosting Q and As when we were mm-hmm. doing these theater screenings all over Massachusetts, yeah. and one dude was like, "Hey man, um, <laughs> film was great, <laughs> but quick question. So two people left the theater and, and they choked got... on smoke That's and a good died." Episode. But then you and the other guy were on the roof playing golf. Y'all yeah, didn't even have
0: masks on. No
1: masks, no choking. So
0: what's the deal, man?
1: I was like, why don't you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, why <"Well>, you <laughs> make a fucking movie, man? All right. <laughs> but he caught me. There are a couple of plot holes like that in the <laughs> film.
0: That. that was that's a good ass point because I didn't even notice that looking back at it. I'm like, okay, so y'all were y'all were literally just hitting golf balls off the top. And it's like, dude. And then these was this smoke. Was it supposed to be like a smoke outside? Were you trying to make like an analogy? Yo, bro, why are you trying to make a movie, man? <laughs> Yo, Think it's oh, easy, no, man. not oh, no, bro. I've been I've been really writing. Like, I'm probably I'm probably gonna aim to make one in the next like few years, probably. What's the genre? Um, probably a slice of life. You know what I mean? I don't. Like <laughs> the genre. Basically, um, not really surreal, but I want to make it very simple. I want to. I feel like. We're missing a lot of simple plots where it's like a guy walks down the street and sees a carton, a carton of whatever and basically takes that carton of whatever and place it on the other side of the road. A very beautifully done like short, short films. I'll start with short films, a series of short films and just make it pointless. Just make it look really nice and very peaceful. That's like my goal. I feel like I feel like we overcomplicate things a lot.
1: I'm actually with you on that. And I'm <laughs> sure you can speak with Luke after that. <laughs> He's, he's a bi- Yeah, well, he's a big simplicity guy, and I think that comes across in his work. Not a bad <laughs> But thing yeah, that's that's
0: what I was saying in Midnight Cookout. Melanating. Melanating is not just necessarily you bathing the rays of the sun, but also you just being very pro-black, being very much like a dancer, soulful, 80s, Soul Train vibes.
1: Okay, so similarly, mm-hmm. in the song Lost in the Ocean. Oh, With <laughs> Lolo Darko, who is mm-hmm. Lolo the god, correct? Yeah. I actually yeah. saw him recently. Not recent, but I saw his
0: birthday today. Shout out to you, Lolo. Happy birthday. Shout out to you, Lolo. <laughs> Great
1: dude. Um he came in one of the screenings I'm referring to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now you say, Don't wake me up. I don't ever want to stop dreaming about you. Mm-hmm. Now that seems a little counterintuitive. <laughs> Hit me, hit me, hit me. Well, it's like, so I'm just envisioning it. Mm -hmm. You're with a young lady. You're Mm -hmm. sleeping with her in bed. Mm -hmm. You're asleep and you're dreaming about her. Yeah. But she wants to wake you up so she can experience life with you in reality. (laughs) Yeah. So you're saying you don't want to do reality with her,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. which you would rather... (laughs) just experienced the dream world with her
0: Yeah, the whole song is about having sex it's about diving deep in some pussy (laughs) it's lost in some oceans baby boy you feel me sex is sex is not last for more than a dream cycle bro you feel me (laughs)
1: no no but i'm but what i'm saying is just the strategy Mm -hmm. here doesn't make sense to me (laughs) don't wake me up i don't ever want to stop dreaming about you Mm -hmm. Like, why would you not want to wake up if she's right there? It's the girl you're dreaming
0: about. Because <laughs> the dream, the dream is supposed to be a metaphor about this moment. Don't wake me up. I don't ever want to stop dreaming about you. Because basically, what I wanted to say, so like I was saying, this literally a song about me being together with this girl and basically just like fornicating with her, you know. And, like, I know it sounds counterintuitive. It's like, why would I not want to wake up? Why would I not want to wake up and experience reality with her? But, like, man, reality sucks, bro. And, plus, reality lasts for so much longer than the dream, bro. I feel like a dream is, like, you have a good dream. You wake up from, you like, oh, my God, bro. Like, this is this just happened like that, man. Like, what the hell? So, it's like you're always craving for, for more. So, it's like, don't wake me up. So technically, don't wake me up. I'm craving for you. I literally... It was said, um, who else who inspired that? Um, Chris Brown said that. Don't wake me up. Uh, 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 There's like a whole Chris Brown song about don't wake me up, but like I'm in this dream with you, I'm really tantalized, I'm really lost in these feelings, lost in your ocean. Cause the whole song is it's surreal. You know what I mean? You're not gonna get you're not gonna get no ocean. Ain't no girl really in ocean in reality. You feel I me? Mean? Like she's a human being. She's that pussy's wet, but like that pussy's not fucking in ocean. <laughs> so it's like it's like you get, you don't get the surreal, the, that, surre- that, that sort of essence of surrealism in reality. So that's the reason why I wanted to ground it with the dream because like even though, even though like reality, like you're not gonna really be able to experience her fully. Like while I'm in this dream, I could experience her as an ocean. I experience her as a flower. I could experience her as like this angel. You know what I mean? Someone that can't hurt me.
1: So you're saying, Your girl's more fire in the dream than in real life.
0: Ah, I'm not saying that at all. I'm more so saying the dream. (laughs) I'm more so saying, you're funny. (laughs) I'm more so saying the dream feels or sounds a lot clearer, has better imagery than me saying, yeah, she has a vagina. Yeah, she has some titties. Yeah, she has some nice eyes. You feel me? And a nice smile. You feel me? Like you can't, you can't have a level of surrealism unless you're in a dream. <laughs> I think I'm following you on this. <laughs> He's like, I don't really know. I'm just in this. <laughs> All right,
1: I want to ask you one more question. Mm-hmm. This was just a question I had coming in here. I'd asked John the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'd said, "Dude, what are your thoughts on the common perception of alpha males and mm-hmm. beta males?"
0: Mm. Oh. I want to say right now. Is it a real thing? I wouldn't. mm, I want to say the best way I could I could describe it is like there's people that it's like the difference is there's people that create and there's people that take the creation and make it work. You know what I mean? Alphas are usually known as the ones that like create that path or like generally like set aflames to the world. You know, but like in in modern day times, I feel like we get a lot. I feel like we have it a little mixed up in the sense where it's like everybody's trying so hard to be this big important feature, like trying to be in the front path. They want to be the spearhead. They want to do everything. When it's like it doesn't exist. Like I don't necessarily think alpha and beta's don't necessarily exist, but I do I do I do recognize there is a social hierarchy when it comes to interacting with people. When you walk into a club, when you walk into an event, when you walk into like a space. People interact with you, people treat you the way they see you. Out here specifically, yeah, everywhere. Even even when it comes to dating, like a girl, like you're not gonna. There's always there's always gonna be social dynamics, you know what I mean? And it's up to you to decide where you are. Like I want to say, historically, what we consider betas is people that generally like don't impose too much, don't grab, don't don't like fluff it up. But like there are cases where betas have been the alphas, you know what I mean? In a sense, it's like. There's a balance to it is basically what I'm trying to say. And no one is di- no one is directly alpha and no one is directly beta. I want to say the biggest key is to be it's able to... It's a spectrum. Record. Yeah, there's a spectrum, but there's also... It's also being able to identify where you are and where you stand in the social dynamic. Because there's certain... But can you
1: move up or down the social
0: hierarchy? Well, it's not that. It's, not. it's more like I want to say the social hierarchy is fluid. Like uh, Kanye West is not going to be Kanye West... In the middle of like a million Kanye West. You get what I'm saying? Like, like, like as an artist, if that makes any sense. What I'm trying to say is like me being myself, I'm not gonna be shit compared to like if everybody's doing the same shit as me. You know I mean? If we're all if we're all making music, I'm not really anybody special. We're all creators, we're all making music. We all do the same shit. If I'm in a room full of videographers, like what makes me crazy? What what's what sets me apart? So like the social dynamic comes into play. When you think about what makes you unique and being able to like drive into what makes you unique so it's like that's that's how the alpha and beta it's like it's like passive and and what's the passive and aggressive you know what i mean like there's certain situations where it's important for you to take the take the headstone and important for you to be passive but i feel like if you're consistently applying the same concepts to like every situation you're just going to quickly fall behind because not every situation do you elevate by acting the same way you know what i mean I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's like it changes yeah, based on your environment. Yeah, it changes based on your environment. Like you can't, you can't, you could, you could be head honcho, big boss director, right? You could, that could be your title, but you can't be big boss, head honcho director in every situation. You know what I mean? There's, I part, there's points where you're supposed to be a fucking student. There's points where you got to lay back. And that's, that's something that I'm practicing. Like, it's like, I'll be in the studio with someone. I'll be like, all right. Like, do you, do you want me to impose myself? Because a lot of times, artists will be in the studio, they'll hear a beat, and it doesn't matter where you're at. I think it's the most obnoxious thing. It's like, you'll bring someone to a studio, or, like, you bring them to a session, and they're, they're like, freestyle, they're like, let me get on this beat, let me get on that. That's why I get a little reluctant bringing, like, artists to, like, every single session of mine, because, like, sometimes I just want to be there, able to hear this song, able to write to it, not be, like, not be suggested, like, not really have anything pulling or pushing at me i just want to be there so it's like it's like you have to remember where you're at you don't have to be in you don't you could be an artist but you have to be an artist everywhere sometimes it's really nice just for you to just sit back and be like i'm an audience member this time i'm just here to help you grow i'm just here to add to this environment
1: okay with that being said mm-hmm. there's um obviously you care deeply about your art mm-hmm I think everyone here <laughs> can admit that yeah. clearly. This dude cares deeply about his music, but you still care about your career too. You want to move up. Mm-hmm. Goal, you do. Yeah. We talked about this last yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm gonna, and there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. It's okay to strive for more goals. Wise, where do you want to go? Like, um, what do you want to happen? And be honest, um, because this is gonna be a document.
0: Remember, <laughs> my goal, like in the next two years, I wanna I wanna consistently grow, whichever. Consistently grow with these record deals and record labels. I want to songwrite for more artists and make like musical pieces that aren't necessarily like they're a little bit more dynamic versus static. I want to be a little bit more philosophical and surreal in the way I speak. You know what I'm saying? I also want to I want more women. <laughs> I want I want my audience yes, to most honestly. I think every dude in this
1: world. Wants the same thing you I want, want
0: I want like an insurmountable amount of women to feel comfortable <laughs> at my shows, at my at my outings, at like whatever events I throw. I wanna be I wanna be filled with more love. You know what I'm saying? I wanna I wanna be way more passionate. And I wanna I wanna make more books. I wanna I wanna write more. I wanna I wanna be able to like make things that are so profound that when people hear the way I like create create pieces they could just like have like permanent images of my words at the front of their brains You know what I mean like that's what I want
1: music wise <laughs> career wise so you want to sign like a big deal with like a big um, record label
0: yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to sign some more deals
1: like you want like a Columbia or like a Sony or something like that
0: um I want to definitely I want to work towards that so I get more leverage so I want to I want to. so my goal this year is to create more leverage I want to be able to walk into whatever venue it is, never have to wait in the line ever. Like I'm I'm like 30, 40% there, but I want to consistently do that. I want to be way more known. I want my reputation to be squeaky clean with obvious like motherfucking patches of darkness you know what i mean i don't want to have to delete some tweets man yeah fuck the fuck the deleting tweets i want to i want to be as dark as i want to be controversial but like controversial to like people that don't know me i want whenever someone to me be like oh my god <laughs> this guy like i thought he was a piece of shit <laughs> but he's actually really cool i've gotten that a couple of times <laughs> no one's ever called you a piece <laughs> absolutely bro literally bro you'd be surprised like i had this i had this girl and he say, Yeah, I thought you fucking hated me. I'm like, why? Because like I said something to you via Twitter and you didn't respond. I'm like, Oh, you probably said some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you probably said some shit I didn't want to respond to. I'm sorry. I don't hate you. I think you're really sweet. He's like, Oh my God, I love you still. I'm like, I understand. <laughs>
1: like you'd be surprised. I think it's honest about your career goals. I think mm-hmm. that's what a lot of artists are doing out here. They mm-hmm. wanna be bigger.
0: Yeah. I wanna I wanna I wanna be bigger. I wanna have more, but like like I, I don't necessarily how, I feel how like, do you
1: separate yourself out here?
0: Um I don't, I don't really feel like I have to. I feel like I'm already different enough. I'm just saying, artists in general. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I don't feel like I I have to. Like, I feel like I'm already different enough. Like, I feel like I already do a lot. Like, I already have my hair half shaved. <laughs> I already, I already like. I feel like I already walk into a room and I feel like I already open myself up enough. Like a lot. I don't really. You were
1: playing Super Mario Sunshine.
0: Yo, fuck, <laughs> Super Mario is that the is that the nine nine Nintendo sixty four where like. He's just jumping over. Yeah, that's like that's Paper Mario. That's Paper Mario? Have you ever
1: seen Super... Have you played Super Mario Sunshine?
0: Nah. Has anyone here? Damn, that's an OG title, bro. I'm just going to tell you what I've been thinking the whole time. <laughs> Is he comparing me to fucking Whippy Mario? Yahoo! Yahoo! Yo, fuck that. <laughs> I'm trying to be Waluigi in this bitch, bro. <laughs> Oh, that's not me! Don't you dare, yo, yo! He's a fucking dickhead, bro. He's a piece of shit, bro. <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> uh,
1: I, I'll, I'll show you after. No, yeah. to be honest, this is like the community of like uh, rich people in the Super Mario game.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to be well yo. because you have shells. <laughs> you know what it is, bro? Like, like I really, I really do see myself like actually, like, actually popping the fuck off. You know what I mean? And like. Like, I, I feel like... I think
1: you need to do more of this, too. What? You need to do more, like, freeform conversations so people know you outside of the music. Because oh. I think you're an incredibly interesting guy.
0: <laughs> oh, thank I, you. <laughs> I don't think anyone else here would dispute that. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm telling y'all right now, bro, like, I'm really, I'm really putting myself in a position so that I could be the spearhead. Like, I feel like like we, we always talk about it, but the thing with the Boston community that messes it up so much is that everybody wants to be in a position, but they don't understand the power of actually, like, uplift, you know what I mean? Creating a strong headwind, you know what I mean? To give people the momentum to continue pushing forward. Like, if I sign a couple of deals out here, then I have enough momentum to be like, all right, I know this person in Boston needs this over here. Bro, let's get him over here. Let's figure out how to make him work with me so that he can continue pushing his thing up higher. It's like what Gucci main did with Atlanta. The reason why Atlanta is a hot spot right now is because someone like Gucci was able to be like, I have these connects right here. This guy's important. Let me make it happen. So I want to be like the Gucci of Boston. I feel like a lot of people don't say that enough. Everybody says they want to create a community. They want to create a pocket. But how are you going to do that if like, if you realize if you're not really making it accessible towards everybody and obviously it's not accessible towards everybody I'm not trying to be accessible towards everybody that's not my goal at all but I'm trying to be accessible towards the people that want me that like like I said earlier that like appreciate me and appreciate who I am
1: so step one though you need like a, a big hit record right
0: uh-huh. We'll probably have a million of those. Realistically, like I, I have get it. <laughs> like 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 I, I to you, be honest. You're
1: with, certainly talented enough to yeah, do that.
0: It's like it's like I wouldn't necessarily say like for me, like the biggest thing that I lack is marketing. And that's the reason why I want a good deal because, like the labels control all that marketing shit. So it's like if I get a really great deal and like two hundred K could go towards marketing, bro, like that's I'm already up there. Like I, I make R and B pop. You know what I mean? Like I'm very bright. Wh- is with that my, what you'd
1: call it? No. Nah.
0: I'm I call it like alternative R&B. That's like the genre I fall into. Just R&B. So space pop. Yeah, it used to be shoegaze R&B, but like very much like right now, it's alternative R&B. Whatever Frank Ocean is, is basically what I fall into. I mean, I fall into like sort of his genre or his path. You know, I want experimental. Say, yeah, experimental. Very very drawn forward, and that that in itself, like it's not. I wanna say the thing that makes my music so great is the fact that it's easy to chant. So when I do, the reason why my shows are so like engaged and interesting is because like I've realized that like I've been writing songs easy enough that a three-year-old could pick them up. So it doesn't matter what you hear from me, that, that melody is never gonna forget. You're never gonna forget that melody. And it's also warm enough that like you're gonna be like, oh my God, this is so nice. Lyrically, it could be heavy content, but melodically, it's very bright. So it's like when you hear something very bright, it's like it hits the pop charts. That's the reason why I say I'm pop pop R and B because like my melodies, my my cadences, and my my stanzas are always very like repeatable, very catchy after one listen.
1: You <laughs> gents have any questions for Carleb?
0: <laughs> hey, um, what, that's, a, that's that's a great a point. Question. Do a little promo for yourself. What's yeah, going on? So, so my goal, my goal is for June. To like, do, do like, maybe a couple open mic runs out here and, like, partner up. I'm partnering. I'm going to partner up with this coffee shop in North Hollywood to, like, really, like, do, like, a cool, like, maybe, like, 70, 80 people show where, like, 70, people, 70 80 people come through and just vibe out with me and whatnot. I want it. Hopefully, it could be free. If not, it's probably going to be, like, $5 donation. I like, I like the idea of, like, having free to donation-based shows up until, like, I have, like, a legitimate touring band and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like, legit, legit. Like, I'm not trying to build up scraps. <laughs> you have a good time?
1: You have a good time, Kyle?
0: <laughs> that ass, bro. Micropath. That's it, bro. It's Just the only reason dudes want
1: to be successful. Like, why do you want to, like, put yourself through arduous amounts of effort? It's to get more shorties. Like,
0: I mean, shit. That's... that's... I'm just to get more shorties, bro. Don't no, just say it like that.
1: Nah, it's but, absolutely mm-hmm. the biggest driving force in most dudes' success. I mean Absolutely. I
0: mean shit. I, I don't want to make it because it that makes it mad, sound mad shallow, bro. Like don't say it it's like that. An, it's, it's, not, it's not shallow.
1: That's it's not biological, bro. That's I what mean, it's dudes biological. for like thousands and thousands of years have been doing.
0: But like, but like uh let I mean, how do I say it? Like shorties, I just the reason why I want more girls is not just because I just love girls. Like, but that's that's what we all say. We're all saying the same shit. We just all love women, the beautiful ass woman, bro. You know what I mean, bro, (laughs) bro, 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 bro. bro, Oh my god, bro, y'all get me, bro. Like big titties, big ass. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what it is, bro. You don't even have to have big titties or big ass, bro. Just be beautiful, (laughs) beautiful spiritually soulfully you could clip it clip it clip it we need beautiful women not physically beautiful but charismatically beautiful that you know what i'm talking about the fragrances the motherfucking shorties that walk down the street and you're like oh my god look at the way she walks it feels like she's trying to fucking hypnotize me with her hips bro and i mean those women women
1: <laughs> as shakira
0: said those hips don't lie <laughs> hey <laughs> but yeah bro all right i love so
1: show coming up in june
0: yeah june june we're gonna do like a a, i'll reach out to you guys new song pull up bro new song in june great song we're working with this pr company down in the uk right now you
1: always say that you said that in the last video too yeah bro he said in boston he was like i'm going down to la and I was like, bro, what? Like, geographically, bro, down in the UK is like this way,
0: bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not, I would, if I end up leaving America after I get these great ass paper note deals, bro, do not be surprised if you see me in like Paris or motherfucking Japan. Cause that's really where it's at for motherfuckers like me. Japan, that's a fact. Japan, Tokyo, you know I guess you, you thriving out there, bro. Mm-hmm. No, you know what I mean? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You yeah. know what I mean? Real quick. We're going to end the episode. Oh, we're going to end. Oh, put right there. Look right there. No, no. He's sleeping. Oh. Dude behind. Oh. <laughs> I'm screaming. Oh, quite
1: the professional studio setup. We got to with the engineer
0: sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, um. So. Oh. Hi. My. This is my yes. compiled thoughts, and this is it's my goal. Hello. My goal. Hello. My name is my compiled thoughts, and that was my golden hour. Charmon. <laughs> 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 Hi, my no. name is my compiled thoughts, and that was my golden hour. I remember when you made me do the, the emerald, or that, you did like, you made me say like a whole phrase, and I couldn't do it. Uh, the corporate. Uh, no, no, corporate check shake a little while, bro. All right, <laughs> you can hit space. We're done, brother. <laughs> oh, that was pleasant, bro. Thank you so much for coming. bro. Hit me with a big boy. Thank you so much. Golden Deer Productions, Golden Deer, oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Enter, just, you you forgot to enter.